time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gorbor Podcast. It's your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me today is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Christman. What's up, bitches? And Big Johnny D, the Fluffmaster Supreme. What's up, Gorehouse? Today is May 31st, 2021, and we got a doozy of an episode for you today. And Bobby will be joining us later, so stay tuned for that. But first, you know what time it is. It's time for your stay. Big Johnny D. What did you do? Oh, man. What did I do? Well, I enjoyed a three-day weekend. Um, I'm going to say, let's think of it. Obviously, it's Memorial Day, so I think we should all give a second of silence to all of our fallen veterans that could not make it home. Thank you for that. Um, My pleasure. Yeah. I did the bullshit, normal homeowner crap. The wife and I, we went to Depot today. Spent over oh, 200 no. fucking bucks. So what, uh, you bought a 2 by 4 Yeah. <laughs> 2 by 4 and one fucking sheet of plywood. Um, no, we actually bought some uh, pots and we got some flowers and shit. And we uh, did some landscaping up in the front after the uh, other landscaping from the other week. Because she was looking a little naked. So we had to uh, spruce her up a little bit. Make her a little yeah, colorful. Man. So we did that. And I went to a little carnival over the weekend with my daughter and my friends and their daughters. And it was fun. Got some sweet fair food. Uh, I can't believe I've never tried them up to this point, dude. But I got to try uh, deep fried Oreos. They're fucking phenomenal, dude. Delicious. Whatever uh, you do, stay away from deep fried Twinkies. They had those, too. And I was really concerned. Do not get them. They're Why? horrible. Really? Because. The, the Twinkie just absorbs so much grease. It gets so heavy. If you can eat a whole thing, I'll be surprised. Okay. But you like Twinkies nonetheless, though, correct? I do. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So funny enough, my buddy who was like screaming for Oreos all day, he's like, I want Oreos. I want Oreos. Like, whatever. So he finally goes to get them. He fucking comes back and he's got this red shit on it. And I'm like, what the fuck is that, dude? And he's like, strawberry shortcake. And I was like, you wanted the fucking Oreos. What the hell? <laughs> and, but no, they had the little Debbie strawberry shortcakes. They deep fried them fuckers too. Hmm. I'm not a fan of Yeah. TJ. I, all right. I feel that's a, I'm not a fan of those myself. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, that doesn't do anything for me, but nonetheless, uh, no man. And the funny part is there was this other place they were serving, you got tenders and fries for the kiddo. Tenders and fries. Tenders and fries. <laughs> All little kids are chicken tender connoisseurs at any restaurant, dude. They'll tell you where their favorite chicken tenders for, or whatever for their favorite restaurant is because they have the best tenders. Um, but this place, they serve their food in like a cardboard plate dog bowl. I don't know why. I couldn't understand it. I have so many more questions of what company even makes these fucking things and what's the purpose of them. Uh, but everybody's like, it's just a bowl. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's literally shaved, shaped like a dog bowl. So it has the curvature that goes up and then it goes into the bowl <laughs> form. And here's your fries and tenders. And I'm like, 
now this was a cosplay event and I saw an anime kid with this at first. So I figured maybe it was just something to go with his costume. I don't fucking know. Maybe he put his food in his dog bowl because that's what he does. But then the dude hands it to me. I was like, oh, that's just what he does. He says, <laughs> listen, dude, I don't question when I see anime characters in cosplay because there's a lot of shit. I don't fucking know what the hell's going on. And I'm like, same buddy, same. All right. I'm just going to take it. Uh, here's, here's one about anime. Dragon Ball. That's it. <laughs> Dragon Ball Voltron. I mean, and that's yeah. I'm not much deeper than that, but I got a few under the. If you want to know about Anemi, listen to our resident weeb. Cameron, <laughs> 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 right? Dude, Cameron can help us out in this department. But other both than that, Cameron's, no, both Camerons. That oh, that's fair enough. Uh, ooh, I gotta speak to Lee actually on that one because I don't know if he's played new um, since the new update on Power Rangers. But holy uh, shit, we're getting an ultimate edition of that Power Rangers. It's already yeah. out. No. No, like uh, Power Rangers, like uh, with all the DLC. It's already out. Oh, it is out? Yeah, there's two super versions that came out with oh. the new update. And let me just say, and I, I'm not trying to take up more of this, like completely the slice of life, but the update in that game, if you fellas have not played it, they just fucking turn the computer up like 100. I'm playing on oh, normal and the computer is banking me dude with like 28 hit combos and shit i'm like what the fuck dude yeah. it's almost like it's a little upsetting dude i was getting really pissed playing it the other day i was like holy shit this is making you fucking like sweaty hands right off the bat dude second round see, in see, he thought he was playing the computer he's actually playing noob master 69 i might there be is. <laughs> dude. ever since they put the it, it was the street fighter update though they like they updated the game and it's just so now the the CPU actually uses way more of the combos and the switch outs and like I didn't I totally forgot you could actually punch a fucking character out and make them actually switch. Now it does that like every fucking chance it can get. It's oh, it's ridiculous, dude. So yeah, I've been playing Power Rangers. Um, <laughs> obviously, other than that, man, I I'm ready to talk about this movie. I got to enjoy it. It's been a long time. But Sweet. Chadwick, how have you been, brother? Busy work. Worked a lot of hours last week. Uh, I unfortunately couldn't make it on Monday's show because uh, probably about, what, mm, two hours before the end of my shift, I got a text from the wife saying, hey, my mom can't watch the kids. You're going to have to stay home and watch them. I'm really sorry. You're going to have to find somebody to fill in for you because she had uh, jury duty. Scuba Steve. Yeah, so my first thought was, you know, cool. We'll get Scuba Steve to do it. So got him all set up. Sitting here at home. Five o'clock, I get a call from the wife. She's like, hey, you can come pick me up and you can probably make it to the podcast. I was like, well, you know what? I could come pick you up, rush home, make it home to the podcast just barely in time. Or since Scuba Steve already took the extra effort to get all set up, watch the movie and everything, I'll just let him do it. Mm. So unfortunately, I didn't get to make it because of that. But Scuba Steve is a very good fill-in, so I didn't mind. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's always fun to have on the show, so I know you guys didn't mind. Yes, who was always a treat. And once again, thank you for doing that, buddy. And unfortunately, I un, un, unlike you guys, I got screwed out of a three-day weekend. I had to work yesterday. That sucks, dude. Yes. And part and <laughs> TJ is kind of part of the reason for that. One of the orders was for Butler. 
Yeah. <laughs> Keeping you in business, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not fun because it was basically just me and one other person from my department. And then a shit ton of help from the other departments came in and helped us. So I was on my feet all day yesterday, but thankfully it was only an eight hour shift versus 10 to 12 hours the rest of the week. Mm. Mm. That sucks, dude. But aside from that, let's see. Uh, I gave up playing Dying Light. It got kind of boring. Really? Sorry. Yeah, because all you do is just you run around, you pick up different melee weapons and fight with that. And if you're, yeah, it's parkour. But if and if you're lucky, you'll find (laughs) it. It just gets boring. So I turned that off and started playing uh, Days Gone instead, which is a much better zombie game. Ooh, I actually have that, and I. I have really not dipped that much more than a toe in, but it is a fun game. No it is very fun. I really enjoy it. No parkour. Lots of motorcycling. Yeah, uh, lots of motorcycling. Sons of Anarchy with, with zombies. It, yeah, it's Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> with Sons of Anarchy and zombies. With a little bit of Last of Us thrown in. Yeah. Because you do find a kid and you have to help her. Yeah. It, it's a good game, man. And, dude, Watching that shit on the upscaled for uh, PS5, mm-hmm. that shit's money, dude. It's, I mean, Sony always knows what they're doing with their exclusives, for sure. They do. So, so it's a so it's a pretty fun game. And you know, nice, aside buddy. from that, just just watch this movie today for the first time in a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually forgot how much I enjoyed this movie. It is a fun one. Oh, and uh, don't let the wife know, but I did order the Scream Factory immediately after I finished watching this. Yeah. Yeah, it's only oh, like twenty it's, bucks. It's only twenty bucks. Oh, and what else did you get? Chad? Actually, it's seventeen ninety nine. And I was getting to that. Uh, I took advantage of the Vinegar Syndrome halfway to Black Friday sale, and I bought Beastmaster. Ooh, nice, yeah. dude! Classic. Is it one and two, or is it just the first? Just the first. Just the but first? it's not their Those deluxe. Ones. That's not their full deluxe with the book. They're sold out of that, unfortunately. So I had to settle for just the regular standard. But it's still a pretty pretty nice uh, setup. Hopefully um, the hopefully the wife doesn't mind. I think she'll watch it. She'll enjoy it. Because after all, HBO stands for Hey Beastmasters on. <laughs> Are those ferrets? <laughs> I like that, dude. What the fuck? I can't take credit for that. I stole that from Dennis Miller. I don't care. I still like it. Never heard it. <laughs> Back in the eighties, awesome. that movie was like constantly on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, included in that uh, release is a new documentary. Oh, really? About Beastmaster. Yeah, it's awesome. Nice. I watched it the other day. I got the I got the that edition. Chad was talking about the VSU version. Yeah, it's super premium. It Yo, is. the 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 new Land of the Dead you picked up is there, what is there anything new on that? Oh, there's a lot of extras that are new. Yeah, on it. Nice. a lot of you know, interviews, retrospects, things like that. Sweet, sweet. And it's a two disc set. So it has both the theatrical and the unrated cut. And it features dream of the dead. Does it? Yes. Dream of the dead. Directed by. So I got a question. (laughs) If we can all do this really quick, but it does kind of fit. Watching this movie, watching the documentary with Romero and a dude and just seeing his fucking lovable face um which documentary the one that happened to be on the dvd the the, the movie that we watched for uh land of the dead which one's on that that uh it was just a snippet uh undead again making of the making of land of the dead okay um 
is there any way that we could ever, and maybe this would be like more joints and joysticks, but we should review Call of the Dead. Okay. Did you ever play that? Mm-mm. That was actually where you play as Danny Trejo. You know what else Robert we can play? Well, there's that. Yep. And we're going to talk about that. That's why I, I it, <laughs> because of that trailer is why I was like, oh, wait a minute, there is another Romero game. I was like, Call of Duty, Call of the Dead, dude. Like, oh, fuck yeah. But yeah, George Romero, you, you fight seven foot George Romero amongst Nazi zombies, dude. And he's the <laughs> ultimate zombie. And he swings at you with an electrified camera or uh, electrified uh, studio light. Nice. And he's unkillable. Like you can like get him to a point where he resets, but he's always like a nonstop juggernaut. <laughs> and you, like I said, you play as Robert England, Danny Trejo, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Michael Rooker. And oh, I'd, I'd have to call dibs on the Rook. I'd have to be the Rook. I always go with Trejo myself, but you know, obviously both fine choices. Yeah. But continue on gentlemen. Oh, that's about all I got. Uh, TJ, how about you, brother? Well, you know how it is. Breaking Hearts and Podcast Charts. I finally exited the iTunes top uh, 250 there on the film interviews last Thursday. And I do want to say thank you uh, to a very, very successful May. I hear an echo for some reason. Uh, to all too. you Project Louder guys out there. Yeah, I don't know who that's coming from. I think it's coming from John. And no, Echo. Echo. That was coming from Chad. Okay. Hmm. So anyway, yeah. Uh, where was I? iPad. Uh, yeah, iPad. She's fucking crazy. I charts there. Yes. Uh, Ransom the Black Lodge finally got up on the iTunes charts this week as well. So shout out to our very own Brandon Lane over at ProjectLouder.net. Congratulations, buddy. You fucking deserve it. Yes, yeah, buddy. Got some films on the vinegar syndrome sale as well. Immediately picked up the recently announced uh, Scanner Cop one and two 4K box set. Uh, when I say I screamed like a little girl upon that announcement, I literally screamed like a little girl and then bought that <laughs> along with Six String Six String Samurai. Uh, that's their second VSU title, so I'll get that magnetic uh, slipcover. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. It's so fine. I also got All-American Massacre, which is like a giallo slasher hybrid film featuring the one and only Christopher Walken. Watch where you're walking. And then also Kevin Tenney's <laughs> The Cellar. Uh, you might know him. He also directed I, uh, Night of the Demons. I almost picked nice. that one up. Yeah. It was either that get, or it was that or Beastmaster, but I kept going back to Beastmaster, so I had to pick that. Beastmaster. And then I guess uh, Arrow announced their August releases, and uh, I do want to just want to do a, a quick little thing here. Your Sergio Martino collection is a quick cash grab, and nobody fucking likes Dune unless you like David Lynch. It's discount Star Wars. Anyway, moving on from that, it's uh, not I even watched... the extended. It's not even the extended cut of Dune. It's just the regular boring ass theatrical version, and they have four different art versions of it. Nah, dog, not for me. Hmm. Not going to buy anything in August. But anyway, I did watch a really cool film yesterday called The Perfume of the Lady in Black from 1974. And that is an absolutely fantastic, like this weird nightmarish Jallo film. It has an intense feeling of paranoia and like this nightmarish atmospheric thing. It's going on. It's it's really rad. I watched it on Amazon. It's like a $2 rent. It's awesome. If you like thriller films watch it because the ending 
will blow you the fuck away. You are not accept like expecting anything that's going to happen the last 30 minutes. It completely takes anything or any semblance of logic and just shoves it right up your asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty fucking cool. And then, of course, we released Lights, Camera, Exploitation Season 2 premiere, and we did 1966's Blow Up from director Michelangelo Antonioni, and that is available now on ProjectLouder.net or anywhere else that you listen to podcast content. So moving on with this week's review of 2005's Land of the Dead, directed by George A. Ramiro, written by George A. Ramiro, produced by Mark Canton, Bertie Goldman, and Peter Grunwald, starring Simon Baker as Riley Denbo, John Leguizamo as Clo- Cholo, Demora, Dennis Hopper as Paul Kaufman, Asio Argento as Slack, Robert Joy as Charlie Hook, Eugene Clark as Big Daddy Zombie, I see that guy everywhere, Joanne Boland as Pretty Boy, Tony Napo as Foxy, Jennifer Baxter as Number Nine Zombie, Boyd Banks as Butcher Zombie, Jasmine Giljo as Tambourine Man Zombie, and Maxwell McGabe Locos as Mouse, music by Reinhold Heel and Johnny Climax in photography, my Miroslav Bazak, what the fuck is this? What are you trying to throw at me? <laughs> that, that, that's a very Russian name. That's all I can say. Koslaw Bazak. Yes. <laughs> Edited by Michael Dougherty. Distributed by Universal Pictures. Released June 18th, 2005. Runtime of 97 Miniozos. Budget $15 million. Grossed $46.8 million. Wow. Not bad. Damn. I was not expecting those numbers. Oh, Mr. What's up, buddy? Traffic. I just wanted to get home, so that's why you didn't hear from me on my way home. I'm here. I'm here. Welcome aboard, brother. Yeah, so we're about to uh, do Chad's catchphrase. So, Chad. Why don't we do Bobby's quick slice of life, and then we'll do that. Or where are you? Uh, I was at a bar. I was at a barbecue for Memorial Day because it got switched from yesterday due to rain to today. So that's why I'm late, everybody. Sorry. Bobby was getting his meat on. (laughs) <laughs> and then it was just a chill weekend. I was with my girlfriend, and then we went and saw A Quiet Place 2 on Saturday. Um, go see it. It was actually really good. They did really well with it. But the only thing I can say is they should have buttoned it up with this movie. They left it open-ended. And I'm not releasing any, but it, it didn't make sense at the time. Money! Sport. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, listen, this is, that one fra- this, no, this is that one franchise where it's like, really? Money! Money! It, it, it doesn't it doesn't need it but that's my slice of life everything's good at the moment but now i'm here with you boys so chad i need to hear you say the words roll that beautiful bean footage baby coming to get you barbara man. 
They're communicating. They're thinking. George A. Romero's Land of the Dead. Zombies, man. It creeped me out. What the fuck was that, dude? Resident Evil fucking soundtrack over Land of the Dead fucking footage. <laughs> that shit's throwing me off. I hated that preview. That is a very early 2000s preview. That just got under my skin. Fucking dude, damage. Was, it doesn't it was do it fucking, justice. If I was look, I wasn't even looking at it, and I just heard the. I was like, wait a minute, Resident Evil? No, no, horrible, horrible don't, preview. Actually. Don't steal yeah, music from other zombie franchises, dude. <laughs> like, fuck. That being said, it was a pretty fun movie. And by the way, apparently my internet stroked out during that, oh, which makes no sense because I'm the only person here. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so yeah, nobody's. Good. Ghost in the line. Uh oh, Mary Lou's back. Wait, is it is it all that porn? Yeah, it is. I'll tell it. Mm. That's why you got to clear that history before we go live. Ooh, baby. <laughs> well, the funny thing, I use uh, Chrome for this and only this. Oh. The only other thing Chrome gets used for is um, my daughter's online school, but they've been done mm. with that for like two weeks, so I have no idea. Your kid's school is already done. Mm-hmm. Online, yeah, their online school was done because they were uh-huh. they were that far ahead. What the fuck, wow. dude? Shit, I didn't realize. Well, no. Then again, yeah, I don't have kids, dude. My kids going to the twenty second. It's fucking really? retarded. Of June, yeah. yeah. No, uh, that's fucking ridiculous. Exactly, dude. Yeah, not to go in. All right, that's parent gripe. Fuck that shit. Let's not go. <laughs> I was gonna say like uh, that's a whole different podcast right there, dude. I'd, I'd be the only one who can't relate. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's going on. Bobby, when you start bitching about your school district, you'll understand, dude. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, uh, anyways, what a what a fun movie this was. Yes, oh, it who was. Wants to, who wants to read the plot? I'll, I'll do it if you want. Okay. Let me pull it up for you. And here we go. Legendary filmmaker George A. Romero returns to unleash another chapter in his zombie series. In this new tale of terror, Romero creates a harrowing vision of modern day world where the walking dead roam a vast uninhabited wasteland and the living to try to lead normal lives behind the walls of a fortified city. A new society has been built by hand of ruthless opportunists who live in luxury in the towers of a skyscraper, high above the less fortunate citizens who must eke out a hard life on the streets below. With the survival of the city at stake, a group of mercenaries is called into action to protect the living from the evolving army of the dead waiting outside the city walls. Dun, dun, dun. This was my second viewing of this movie, and it's so much fun. It's all right. Like I was saying to you boys before we went live, it's a fun movie. You can definitely see Romero's style in it, but it definitely feels like it just does not fit in the Romero series per se. Again, again, it's yeah. because of the high budget. Yeah, he, like he was able to afford Dennis Hopper for God's sake. I, right, dude. It's been a while since I watched this, and I watch. It, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot he's in this. <laughs> Dude, 
it's been so long since I've seen it. I could have sworn Thomas Jane was in this instead of the <laughs> other guy. I, for some reason, in my mind, I remember Thomas Jane being in it as the main guy. As the main guy, I don't know why. I mean, I remember. I don't know this. The guy who played the main guy here. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else, personally. Uh, Me neither. Wait, you, wait, you mean the the blonde haired guy? Or, yeah. Uh, he's been in Riley, right? Yeah, Riley. Yeah, he was. Uh, I can't think of him. The movie. It was another horror movie. I think it was one of those like sci-fi ones. So right. I've seen him before, but this it was this that movie, and I think a TV show. All right. Must have but mostly no. been because this came out around the same time as Punisher. Simon Baker. Ah. Um, no, this was a great movie, dude. Like it it was cheese. Yeah. It was 2000s cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a different kind of cheese. TJ likes to call it. What was that, buddy? In the, the dawn darkening. of the the darkening. The darkening. Yes. yes. This is prime darkening. You can tell. Uh because of our uh, darkness. <laughs> so, in other words, you're, you're telling me that this movie is the Famunda cheese. Oh, it's 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 filthy dark. Uh, fucking Night of the Living Dead's in black and white, and it's not as dark as this fucking thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That needs to be. You can see more a... in the caves and Day of the Dead than you can see in this whole fucking film. That's oh, and that was dark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. TJ had a one-line review. I feel like that would have to be it. Uh-huh. The, the first one was black and white and still wasn't as dark as this motherfucker. <laughs> Turn you on know, the goddamn lights. That's saying something. Right. Like, come on, man. Savini did it in the 90s for us. What, what the fuck mm-hmm. happened here, dude? Like... I don't know. You know, I do. I do. You know, some I like this movie, but for me, I guess I wouldn't. I mean, yes, it's part of his series, but I consider it one that's like not just because of ha- how Too much money. Out. Yeah. It's weird when you get someone who is so great at movies, he gives like basically too much money. And it's like, hmm. Well, sometimes that's what you don't have to stretch your imagination at that point because it's just, you know what I mean? You can just do whatever you want to do. Whereas like, if you're putting that box, you're really like constrained, like, okay, this is what I got to do to fit it here. And sometimes like reconstructing everything like that will make it that, you know, that much better. Yeah. TJ, which version did you watch buddy? Open mat theatrical. Okay. The theatrical is darker than the unrated cut because they darkened it to hide a lot of the blood so they could get it released with an R rating. Well, oh. filmmaker mode of my television brightened that fucker right back up again because it was actually brighter <laughs> and cleaner than the fucking uncut <laughs> director's cut I had. I have two files back to back and I, and I started them up because I wanted to see how different the open mat was than the actual fucking stupid box thing uh and i was like i know exactly what you're talking stupid box yeah. thing and then uh i saw comparison photos and i was like wow you can really see a lot more and then i saw the fucking i was like well if we're gonna watch a darkening film i'm gonna watch whatever one's the brightest and it just so happened that open mat theatrical one on my tv with the settings i have was bright as fuck <laughs> yeah i was gonna say chad and i got to enjoy a little bit of that uh, old school unrated DVD, yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. I saw right mine. On, I saw mine on demand. You're fucking on demand. Still picking hey. up an echo. Is there any way I'm playing through speakers at all? No, you shouldn't no, be. I don't have anything on, and I got Every- nothing on here. Everybody, take your headphones off and see if we can hear me. Hear me. 
Test, 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 test. Test, 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 stream test. You're coming out of this. Okay, because I can still hear an echo of my voice whenever I speak. It's weird. It's very weird. Hmm. Much like everything else in life. Yeah. So, Dennis Hopper. He, uh... He plays a good douchebag. Yeah. (laughs) He was definitely, uh... I would have to say he's... I mean, shit, I think it even... uh, Romero even said it, but he was, uh... His take on the Bush administration in one character, essentially. So what he was trying to do. And obviously, we all know Romero likes to go the activist route and the politicalness. Okay, okay, okay. You, you, okay. Let's compare this film to the Bush administration then. Okay. But let's let's compare it to the crazy amount of spending because of the war. Okay. Now compare that to the crazy amount of spending because of this movie. Let's compare just the the way that. My cam- hold on, my camera. Bobby's cameras. Me. Oh, it's like we lost. Uh, I'm still here. My cameras. That's that's what happened to me. I, I meant to unplug my microphone and unplug my camera. Just the way that he shows. I, I guess we're skipping ahead, but just the way that he shows the upper echelon of people and how the higher class is almost kept away from everybody else. Right. And so they the, can these like- leaders are almost in a tier. Like almost in a like a like a like a league of their own, uh, a higher. There's definitely an established hierarchy, and they're quarantined off from the other people. So definitely, uh, his take on the Bush administration. I can definitely see the the parallels in between here. I mean, I, I mean, you can draw the parallels that both of them spent a lot of money during this time, and uh, they did. Uh, <laughs> it was, and it, I don't think obviously he wasn't like specifically. There was actually a character he was supposed to specifically be portraying more so than anybody else. And it starts with an A. Chad, do you know have any idea what I'm talk- talking about by chance? I do. I I saw it and I skipped over when I did my notes. I don't remember exactly who it was though. Yeah. It's not it's, bad. It's not bad for it. It's just Yeah. It was it, it's funny, dude. In the in this, they were talking to Hopper and he was like, Yeah. He's like, we were talking, he's like, I was talking to Romero. And Romero's talking about, he's like, yeah, we also talked about the 60s. And they mentioned Easy Rider, by the way, buddy. Because he's like, yeah, he's like, Easy Rider came out right before his other film and blah, blah, blah. So I'm assuming they were having nice drug uh, nice drug time talks. <laughs> Probably. Hey, man. It was the 60s. Uh, there we go. Hey, Bob's back. Sorry, my, my camera. I can't hear him, though. What's up? I can hear him. I can hear him. Oh, I can't hear him. He's not coming in for you. Oh, no, I can hear you guys. I don't even have a bar for him. Hold on. Oh, there. Whoa, hey. Yep, I can't hear Bobby. Huh, Bobby, sure. I'm still here. Oh, I can hear him. <laughs> yeah, I can hear him clear as day. Yeah, well, right. while he refreshes, I mean. That's all well and good, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snip, fucking snip. <laughs> it was all your DKB back for another episode, Gormor. This week, I'm here to talk to you about George A. Ramiro's Land of the Dead. Now, Land of the Dead is one of those uh, horror films that never really struck me to go out and watch in a hurry. Um, I used to see it on the shelves. I heard mixed things about it. Um, and I, but I love his previous work. But by the time the end credits were rolling with this film, I was actually happy with what we got. I mean, it's a 
fun action, fast-paced horror thrill ride. I mean, what more could you want for that? Um, but what I really like about this film is how he elaborates on the premise of these zombies and what they've become. They're a bit more self-aware, self-conscious in themselves, and they're sort of picking up the pieces of what they once used to be, and I think that's pretty cool. I mean, we got that at the end of Day of the Dead with Bud, so it's kind of cool that he brings that over to this um, this film. Um yeah, the acting in this film, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it is a little bit cheesy in some scenes, but I love cheesy. I mean, who doesn't? Um, it's fucking fun. It's what makes a movie fun. Um, I mean, the practical effects in this film are fucking great. The makeup on the zombies look fucking fantastic. The zombies themselves are fucking top-notch, sort of. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like the cameo of Tom Savini in this. I thought that was a cool little uh, nod to him. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, Dennis Hopper. Now, I, this is one thing that I didn't really like about the film, and I just wish we had got a bit more Dennis Hopper in this because he really does play a fucking fantastic villain in pretty much all of his films. I mean, he's like the go-to villain guy um, if you want to cast a villain. And I just kind of felt that he was sort of cheated out in this film, but we didn't get to see much of him. Uh, he, he didn't really do the role justice, and I think if we had got a little bit more of him, I honestly think, you know, he, him dying at the end would have been a bit more of a better payoff in that sense. <laughs> yeah, um, very fun film, and if you haven't seen it, I, I actually recommend you go out and watch it because it still is a part of the Ramiro um, zombie saga, so... Yeah, very fun film. Um, so this week I'm going to give it a good score of – I'm going to give it a 3.7. I'll give it a 3.7 this week. Um, but, yeah, so this is your DKB signing out. Have a great – have a great fucking evening there, boys. And I shall catch you next week. This is your DKB signing out. Cheers. Yeah. Love that seventies porn. Music, I was going right? to say I love that seventies porn music God he's damn. not playing. LCE right ends with jazz music, so mm. and, yeah. And this and this one he has seventies porn <laughs> music with his beard. It's perfect. You ever watch a Vinegar Syndrome movie? Ever, t- ever? Not recently. No. <laughs> you know, do you even own a Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray? That's I wanted play- to get one, but then it never came through. Oh, uh, that's what. Uh, that's. They have the, the, their opening title has porn music over a lady yeah. in a stocking. Now would be the oh. time to go shopping, Bobby, while the halfway uh, to Black Friday sale is live. Oh, don't you worry. Uh, this week I'm going to be dropping more money. You didn't hear that. If it's still uh, yes. live. Severance sales coming up, so I have money for that mm. next month. Uh, I will be buying. Chad, Zombie 3 and 4. Eh. Fulci did 3. So, and it has the flying head. Yeah, so, but he was like, wasn't he like on his practically on his deathbed half the time he was filming it? He claims he did 75% of the film. 75% is still pretty good on a deathbed. Okay, so for anybody listening live, it, the halfway to Black Friday, it says now through Monday. So I don't know if that's actually today yes. or next yeah. Monday, but if it's today, no, it's, today. it's till uh, 11.59 p.m. Yes. Oh, I'm Eastern still going to buy some- Eastern okay. Standard Time. Scanner Cup. Mm, for days. There's a lot anyway. Of good, a lot of good titles. Lots.
<clears throat> okay, boys. So, we still discussing, or are we behind? The, yeah, uh, yeah, we haven't really discussed it much because uh, we kind of got a little sidebar. Uh, so, like I said, I've, I actually was one of the lucky few to uh, have seen this in the theater when it first came out. Nice, dude. It was a really fun experience. Your- I was going to say, what was your take on that? In the, for the I loved it. Experience? I loved it when I saw it in the theater. I still love it now. I mean, it's it's just one of those dumb, fun movies you can just throw on and just kind of, you know, not really to think about it too hard. Just enjoy it. Correct. Like like we mentioned, and Brody, the cheese. Yes. Thick, thick nacho cheese. Here before this, cheese. we got Zack Snyder's film, didn't we? Yes, we did. That's actually the success of the Dawn of the Dead remake is what led the green light to this. Oh, there you go. Interesting. I was just going to say, did Bobby freeze or am I seeing things? Uh, his internet's completely fried. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, this film was initially released. My father having a lot of hype for it and then uh, him going to see it and then telling me it was good and then us finally getting it. Uh, I did like it as much as Dawn of the Dead at the time. Nostalgia eyes. I, re- I only really knew the uh, Zack Snyder 04 uh, remake. So hold on. Anyway, uh, it's a Diet Pepsi burp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly there. But anyway, yeah, uh, it's, it's I just. pronounced Bublé. Thank you. Bublé. Oh, my Bublé. Bublé bounce. But now, looking through it in a more mature lens, a more filmmaker appreciation, uh, yeah, this film's pretty cool. I say that opening shot. That pan where we first get introduced to all the main zombies, you want to say, is just mm-hmm. fucking super cool. It is so fucking scary. Some of the uh, sets we get only because it's Pittsburgh and I know where this, okay, some of these places are. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about, I want to talk about one quick scene in the movie that ever since the first time I saw it, it, it just kind of pissed me off because it's so out of place and so unnecessary. Okay, so when the zombies finally make it into the city, mm-hmm. and it just shows you know different little people doing their thing, and right before the attack, it shows two girls making out, and that just mm-hmm. always seemed kind of out of place and unnecessary. It's like it was just bro. it was just gratuitous. It didn't need to it, be there. It, it's two thousands. That's mm-hmm. all. It, it, pretty it, much. It, 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 two thousand one two. To 2010, I would say, it definitely darkening time. There was, some could argue, even Bush era esque. There was just that, like, kind of almost douchebaggery, kind of like Van Wilder way of life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying anything against it because I was all for it at the time being. Collars popped and all that bullshit. You know what I mean? But like uh, I said, it just it just doesn't feel necessary to the plot. It didn't set anything up. It was literally just, hey, I'm gonna have two shots. I shot of two girls making out because I can. I it was, very, it was very gratuitous and didn't serve any purpose. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It wasn't anything. That I guess I that I looked into that much, but it's because we didn't question. It's a horror film. Has exploitative elements. Good for them. Continuing. I mean, you know, we got some. Nice titty shots during the whole like Sin City pan shot and of when we got okay, and that's uh, that's exactly why I'd rather be living on the lower levels than the upper levels. 
Right. That seems way yeah. more like filth and fun, dude. Yeah. Right? That's, that's more like my kind of fun versus yeah. sitting there Get, sipping a martini. Yeah. Getting filthy while having fun. Yeah. Like, maybe. like sipping. <laughs> it was a martini. Dude, I, they were I don't know what on a lot of different shit. Yeah. But the whole like mall life, like just trying to continue that shit on, like, nope, dude, that shit's over. You know what I mean? Society's done with that shit. Fuck it. You're in the, yeah, you're in the era of zombies, man. Like, yeah, I think I've played like Fallout and shit like that too often where I'd, I'd feel more at home down there with the, the dirty aspect of it, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't be in the high society. I'd be up there and be like, this shit sucks. What a concept of, uh, of, uh, zombie fights though. <laughs> Yo, that's like, I I wanted that for our apocalypse last year. I wish they showed that like them do a chicken or a dog or something like they said originally before they actually brought her in, like just to make it more like fucking that much more menacing. But yeah, but dropping the daughter of Dario Argento in with a bunch of zombies is is pretty cool. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying like you could have had like the end of them, like one of them getting the chicken and then like having her getting thrown in for the next round. Yeah. And, but yeah, she was, dude, she fills out them fishnets pretty nice. I guess mm. Yes, she did. Give me a minute. So, uh, I, and I still, just... I still want to know if she's had work done because she looks so different now. Well, she ages I'm like bored. a fine wine. I can tell you, I caught at least five kisses during what, during this film and, uh, I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You sure it's not a I mean, anything with Asya just gets the old engine going, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, Chad, you're too too old for her. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, that's a little pre-show talk there. Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk anything bad about Miss Argento right now. So what's a, uh, what's a we peek behind the curtain, gentlemen, please. All right. So this is partially based on the original, much longer script for day of the dead. Mm, I can as to what that. is that as to what that entails i'm not entirely sure i'm guessing with the whole zombies evolving and getting some sort of uh awareness back is a big right. part of that and not just at on the, the use of gu- guns but just anything in general like right. right at the beginning of the film if you listen carefully to the tube and tambourine zombies in the ba- town bandstand they are playing notes from the gonk the mall music from dawn of the dead yeah, I, I did really? notice that. I know I noticed that. I was like, that sounds familiar. Huh. That's cool. Hey, there's two tambourine zombies. I didn't realize that till now. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not a party unless there's two tambourines. Anyway, Georgie Romero was so impressed was so impressed with Simon Pegg Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead that he asked them to appear in this, the fourth part of his Dead series, and they appear as the photo booth zombies in the Carnival and Barroom sequence. They also feature prominently in the artwork for the unrated director's cut, which uh, Johnny D has right there with him. I'd say probably that's because with his their film, they didn't really fuck with his formula at all. They kind of stuck no. true to the normal Romero. I'm surprised we didn't cover that with going on all the Romero, like Romero's like that could have been like one of the funny. We've already done Sean. We did it. Did we? Yeah. I must not. I I was. I was. I wasn't. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. I was like, I do not remember doing that. I feel like I would. You and I were not on this yet. No, that's all right. It was a different show then. Yeah, it was. It really was. It was such a different thing. The zombie uh, of Tom Savini's biker character who was killed in Dawn of the Dead can be seen in one yes. of the scenes. What do they call him? What's, what was his zombie name? 
Machete Zombie. It was just Machete Zombie? Yeah, because they couldn't use his character name from Dawn of the Dead because there are two different studios. What was the character's name? What was his character in Dawn of the Dead, though? Do you remember? I can't remember right offhand. I think it might be I don't, Razor. Razor? I don't, I don't no. did he have a I don't think he had a I name. thought it was something to do with like a knife or something like that, but it was just Was it switchblade? No. Hmm. I can hear Bobby, by the way. Yeah, I can hear Bobby. I, that I is can. so weird. Uh I can hear all of you. What the hell is because I swear they like in the documentary on the DVD, like they put up that name, but I just can't remember what it was. I yeah, I don't remember. I, yeah, thought, that was cool... I, I always thought he didn't have a name, but I get I, now I don't remember if he did. Well, it could be Machete Zombie now, just because obviously that's what he comes out and fucking starts hacking. Yeah, this is shit, true. Right? That was pretty cool too. Right. Sorry, got a little bit of the burps going on. George oh. A. Romero's <laughs> daughter appears in the film. She is the soldier who shoots the zombie on the electrified fence. Oh, the one that like oh. pretends to look down the site a little bit. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of those like funny cheese moments. He's just labeled as motorcycle raider. Huh. Motorcycle raider. Hmm. Okay. Thank you, boss man. Yeah. An amputee played the legless zombie climbing the back of the dead reckoning. His name is David Campbell and was also in Dawn of the Dead as a squished zombie. No. The 2004 zombie Dawn of the Dead, by the way. Oh, okay. I was like, <clears throat> oh, it's probably when the buses came out in the, the Schneider version. Yep. This movie's Pittsburgh premiere was at the Byam Theater, which used to be called the Fulton Theater. This theater, when it was still the Fulton, was the same theater where Night of the Living Dead premiered in 1968. Well, hell yeah. Nice, dude. And they're all about the loyalty there, which is a great thing. Mm -hmm. In later interviews, George Romero implied that Dennis Hopper's cigar budget cost more than the original Night of the Living Dead. (laughs) <laughs> um, so then that means fun. that means that that man only smokes like cubans in the high end you shit. got dennis oh hopper, yeah dude, dennis like, hopper come on yeah which cubans are wonderful by did, the way. did anybody want to watch mario after watching luzamo and hopper nope, in the same you. just me i've actually never seen that really mm-hmm. neither have i hmm it may be Bobby, you're watch still young though too. i can understand that chad's Chad and I are closer than that. We also it made me want to watch Chainsaw too. <laughs> Fair enough. I remember when I saw it when I when it came out, I was like, I don't know about that. Like it really doesn't look that close to the Mario Brothers games. Oh, it's not. It's not by any fucking means. Right. It's one of those weird ones where it's just yeah. You just gotta kind of take it as it is. <laughs> I'll have to watch it because I mean you're talking to the guy that loves Howard the Duck, and it's a terrible movie. Duck titties. Fantastic <laughs> film. I don't know what you're talking about. Best Marvel film ever. What the fuck, dude? It's the only real Marvel film. It's the only Marvel film we'll ever get titties. Yeah, it's the only Marvel film we'll ever get titties in. Just saying. Well, give me a second. I got to. You sure about that? Wait. Was there any in uh, Deadpool? Too? Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Obviously, Stanley in the titty club. <laughs> that was the <laughs> so great. <laughs> I bet that was his favorite little. Uh, I was just thing thinking the same go. thing. That was probably his favorite cameo. <laughs> he could have died right there. He would have been like, "I saw titties. I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> titties. Anyways, 
George Romero tended to make this film in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The story is set there, and it's where he's made his other zombie films. However, the producers insisted on filming in Toronto, Ontario, in order to take advantage of Canadian tax incentives, creating a setting that retains Pittsburgh geography with physical locations of Toronto that have been altered to look like Pittsburgh. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. So, and of course, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious when they're talking about uh, everything Uniontown. Yeah, everything that they say is actual physical locations. Which yeah, is like Uniontown, yeah. Mount Washington. But all those exterior shots are so cool. And it shows a map and it shows like the point where the three yeah. rivers come so together. When, when they say like, yeah, when they ma- talk about Mount Washington overlooking the city and stuff like that's all that's, act- that's accurate. That, yeah. That's all real. So whenever I whenever I'm like, hey, you, hey, you know where that's at. You, you can visualize like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. I'm jealous that I can't. I'm, I, I can't <laughs> enjoy that like you guys can. Damn, they get all the good stuff. <laughs> we right. do. Uh, okay, the view of the zombies rising from out of the river is an homage to the classic scene from Carnival of Souls, where the dead rise out of the Great Salt Lake before the dance sequence. Did I see hmm. Carnival of Souls? I don't think so. I like that scene. Even if you haven't seen it, I guarantee you know that you know the scene. You've seen so it. So then I, I would say I probably super, seen the scene super, but the movie uh, everywhere whenever it first yeah. came out. All right. Yeah. There were four titles before Land of the Dead was chosen: Dead City, Dead Reckoning, Twilight of the Dead, and Night of the Living Dead: Dead Reckoning. Hmm. Twilight of the Dead will be the last film in the series. Yes. I like the I like the title Land of the Dead better. Yeah, it I, it was because it was like he really was, liked Dead Reckoning, didn't he? He really yeah, didn't he named that or the he producers that, did. He named that the um, the vehicle. Yeah, right. that's the vehicle. But was it the vehicle before? Like they couldn't because they couldn't use the title, <coughs> or was it? I think it was it? always supposed to be the name of the vehicle, and yeah, he was just going to use that as the title as well. Fair enough. I think. Uh, I think George Romero used the vehicle more as like a Trojan horse plot element. Right. Uh, than anything uh kind of as like a representation of uh, of the group of people as their way into the other world of the higher ups uh because john leguizamo uses that as kind of like leverage to get his way into that type of class of high society life so again that's uh george romero's uh trojan horse of the film fair enough yeah yes but unlike the trojan horse it failed yes well I guess, like, they don't so, even end up go in the city the city went out. exactly yeah. oh so well, they do. It's so what happens well, when you have a hole right, in a trojan. Not for the re- same reasons. Yeah, but the problems are in the city, isn't it? What's that? The, the yeah. real problems in the city, though. And that's the at people. that point. Yeah. I don't know. I still think the zombies are a bigger problem. Uh, yeah. Not if you look at everything as a, as a metaphor. Mm, yeah, he's I mean, got, no, he's got a point there. Yeah. I mean, the zombies are doing already the work. You didn't even need to. At that point, but. Okay, continuing on. A non-union zombie would make $9 per hour Canadian, while a union zombie for a minimum of eight hours would make $158 Canadian. Damn, I want to be the Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. That's impressive. Perfect. So that's about like, that's about like what, like a dollar American? Uh, something like maybe that. I don't know. I don't know now. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know what the 2005 exchange rate was like. Yeah, then. right. You'd have to, I'm uh, pretty sure the Canadian dollar was shit back then. Probably. I believe so. Like you can go up and spend fucking dick and get a lot. 
especially up in I don't know if you guys ever went to like Niagara Falls and stuff, but but the tower is uh, this film's basement or this film's mall or this film's cave. Farmhouse? Yeah, everything. It's everything from all the films rolled into yeah. one. Yep. Okay, the opening credits includes a montage dealing, detailing the zombie outbreak leading up to the events of the film with black and white footage and radio broadcasts depicting the infections spread over the earth. Some of the images come from Night of the Living Dead, portraying the beginning of the outbreak. Romero wanted to use more footage from the other two films of the series up to that point, but was unable to unable to due to complications with the rights of this film. This is because each of his zombie films has been produced by a different studio. This can also be seen in the credits for Tom Savini's cameo in the film. He is the undead version of the character played in Dawn, named Blades, Johnny. Yeah! Ah. But he can only be credited in this film as Machete Zombie. Ah, Fair enough. I knew it was in here somewhere. Bullshit. Blades, thank uh, you, buddy. Oh, bullshit to me. You're welcome. I knew I, knew I it was in here. Fucking saw something. Uh, right. Simon Baker took on his role in the film because he'd never appeared in a horror movie before and wanted to work with George Romero. Understandable. <laughs> fucking seems like a fun person to work with. Bub, the zombie from Day of the Dead, makes an appearance at the beginning of the film when Cholo is taking the box of champagne from the fridge. It's Bub that lunges at him. You can see his collar still intact from the original Day of the Dead. What? I was so not paying attention. I would have never go back it. and rewatch it. You can see it. Now I gotta Dude. watch it again. Which kind of pisses me off because now Bub's dead. Yeah, how, didn't he? Uh, the guy who played didn't he die? How long after this movie? Or no? Oh no, so he, he just got, died recently. I meant the actual character yeah. of Bub. Yeah, so he yeah, got killed by Leguizamo with an arrow through the through the chin. But yeah, the guy that played Bub died last year, the year before, I think. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. I'm rewatching it. I'm gonna have to just restart it again once it gets to the end here. So, <laughs> George Romero is the voice that can be heard as one of the puppets in the children's show, saying, "Take that, you smelly zombie!" Hell yeah! <laughs> I like the after shot of the puppets too. Once the zombies are attacking <laughs> the uh, the city, there. I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, it was. They did an after shot where you see like people. You see like people's legs run in front of it. And they're just kind of like flopped over on the side. Dennis Hopper and Robert Joy previously appeared in Waterworld. In that movie, Hopper's character licks his thumb and touches his rifle's sight right before taking a shot. It's also a signature quirk of Charlie, Robert Joy's Mm -hmm. character, in this movie. That's awesome. I wonder if that trick actually works. I don't know. Gonna have to I mean, find it out. seems like it because you get the moisture on the barrel. That does seem like that'd be an old like sniper trick. Yeah, right. My good. OK. Uh, Fiddler's Green is a song about the place where cavalrymen go when they die, located halfway down the trail to hell and in the end advocates suicide by pistol when death is certain and the hostiles are closing in. Fiddler's Green possibly originated in England, at least to the 19th century, and is still sung today. The song speaks of a place where fishermen go if they don't go to hell. It found its way to the U.S. with the help of Cornish settlers. The fictional place of Fiddler's Green is also the final resting place for pirates. Damn. Hmm. Okay. I until yesterday I had no idea there was that much history with just the just place that, Fiddler's Green. That's yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of history right there. Yeah, I, I legit thought it was just something they pulled out of their ass. I have to agree with that. <laughs> Damn. 
The first trailer for this film used clips not just from Night of the Living Dead, but also from Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Although Night is in the public domain, both Dawn and Day are owned by separate companies, neither of which had given permission for the use of the footage in the trailer. To avoid legal troubles, this trailer was quickly pulled from distribution and hasn't mm-hmm. been officially shown since. Uh-huh. Isn't it amazing? You're the director of all those movies, yet you can't even use your own shit. Right? kind of like a kick in the nuts pretty much a kick in the nuts i think they took your nuts and hung them on the wall and said fuck this (laughs) (laughs) threw them up against the wall like a piece of wet baloney the success of Zack snyder's remake of dawn of the dead led universal to green light a fourth installment of george a romero's zombie series like i said that's Mm. how we came up with this and finally george romero wrote a rejected script draft for a zombie horror movie version of resident evil in 1998, which featured popular characters from the original game, among them Albert Wesker. Sean Roberts, who plays Mike in this film, would later be cast as Wesker and appear in the sequels Resident Evil Afterlife, Retribution, and the final chapter. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fun series. That's all I got to mm-hmm. say. I, I still can't make it past the third one, buddy. I don't think I made it past I enjoy, the first I, one. I, I, but like I said, I, I have... I have I have reasons I can't watch anything past that. So, I'm listen. I'm not saying it's a fantastic series, but it's a fun series. I think I've only seen the first one, so I can't say much beyond that. It's not bad. Although the, the new hype is they want now. There's people that want one more just for the flex of they want Alice fighting uh, big titty lady. zombie or big, yeah. big big titty vampire lady, big titty goth, big titty goth vampire. <laughs> But the, we need Cameron here. I don't know what the hell her last name is. Lady uh, Damascus. Uh, yeah, something. Is that, yeah. is that what it is? Thank you, sir. All right. Onward, onward. Is. I just that is all I got, gentlemen. All righty. All right. So let's see. Big questions. Big questions. I feel like this movie is pretty straightforward. But uh, why the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I didn't write this- down it. Why the hell did that one kid just keep going around on a skateboard? That seems like the dumbest fucking thing if you're going to be out there by Not yourself. Just that. Why was he listening to music with headphones on in the middle of the night where a zombie could easily creep up on him? Because you got to kill people in order to make money on horror films. And whenever producers <laughs> say you got to pad it with more kills with George, he well, does. Why do they got to blame it on the dude just smoking weed? And then that's why. He's like, yeah. Because no, it's, cause it's a mid 2000s horror film and you have to have uh, the guy smoking weed dying for a stupid reason. That's true. Yeah, but uh, this isn't Cabin in the was, woods. she was smoking weed and she lived. So who? Um, Ozzy Argento. Oh, well, that's that's forgivable. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> Main character. Oh, that's, that's, that's forgivable. Fair enough. So you're um, saying she's hot enough that she can do whatever she wants? Yes. yes. That's a fair answer. But no, the, the skateboard thing really bothered me because I'm just like, even when he like, just to move like a three feet, he's like skateboard. And I'm like, nobody would do that. <laughs> Unless you're like, a skater. Even then. Ah! Yeah, but if you're by yourself and there's potential like zombies all around, like I don't know, like I, I don't first know. of all, my ass would have checked I, that shed way fucking harder than that dude actually did. <laughs> I, I think I think I want to disagree with you because my friend Gene would have done something like that back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I'm assuming I, this was supposed to be a younger recruit. Obviously, what was his name? Mouse. 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 Yeah. So, 
you know, I'd be on the skateboard with a bat ready to like take some heads. Like, come on. But other than that, uh, I don't think I really have any other questions. I think this, there wasn't anything that I could really think super deep on or weird, unless you guys got any. I, I don't think this was the movie to dig really deep in with the question. So, yeah, I didn't really, I couldn't think of any while I was watching it. I mean, I like that the zombies in itself, especially with Big Daddy, would you say this is the more, uh, this is the most zombies you could actually cheer for in any of the zombie movies? Yes. Because it's kind of like their own like little village battalion, like seeking revenge, essentially. I was kind of rooting for the zombies in Day of the Dead, too, because I didn't really care about any of the characters except for like... Oh, there was a lot of three, asshole. There's like three people we liked. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, the, that the, yeah. boy, the alcoholic and the girl. <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. <coughs> no, so if you guys don't have any other questions, I think we can move it on to uh, the big old questions. I, I think we can. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's the first one? What format? What are, yeah, format. And how did we watch it? I think we already kind of talked about that. We right? did. Yes, we did. <laughs> we definitely discussed it way earlier in discussion. That's I got to say, I, I do want to say that for that being a 2000, early 2000s DVD, like the video format, the video quality is actually really, really good. Yeah, it's it's nice to watch it on a 4K. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not Blu-ray 4K quality, but it was damn close. No, you get the sweet 4.3, but, you know. It's all right. It did. It, it got its job done. And it, I'd it, say I'd say it did its job much better than I expected it to do. I don't know about you, but does it ever make you want to watch it? Like kind of go how Cameron's going with the whole V uh, VCR thing. Yo, mm, that like, boy. No VCR. Oh, no. Fair. I, I can get it from his point of view because he never really grew up with that. But I did. And yeah. most of us did. And that just seems like a major step back that we, I don't want to take. Fair enough. I, I dealt with, well, as we all did here, I dealt with VHS from very early on before we had DVD. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Bobby, did you ever have the separate rewinder? Mm -hmm. you, yeah. We, uh, we had, yeah, we had that. We, we went through, <laughs> we had the separate rewinder. We went through the combos. I don't know how many VHS. I had a combo right behind there. me, actually, dude, against the other wall right now. I think I still have Johnny. one, too. Johnny, what was the first VCR you guys had? Like the brand? Like the, yeah, basically, yeah. What was it like? We oh. had, we didn't even have VHS originally. We had a, my dad bought us fucking Betamax. Betamax? Okay. We dude. had Beta. My aunt had Betamax, so I, that's how I knew about that shit. But our first VCR, oh, fuck, dude. I want to say it was like a Magnavox or something. Um, it wasn't even, it was a two head. Too. It wasn't even the, <laughs> they didn't have the four one yep. yet. Um, Dude, I just, and just I remember going in rewind, dude. That thing sounds like it was gonna blow up every fucking time. You're just like, oh god, dude, I'm gonna leave the room. Ours had the remote control that was like wired to it, so it wasn't even oh, a true remote no. control. <laughs> Jesus Christmas! Oh man, that's going back. All righty, so onward. Yeah, what else <laughs> we got? Brody. Douche of the movie. Oh, dude. Oh, Dennis Hopper. Uh, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, yeah. um, Dennis. 
Coffin. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis Hopper's character. All right. By the way, the Kaufman family is a very prestigious Pittsburgh family, by the way. Just so you know. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. They used to have a chain of uh, department stores like Macy's until Macy's bought them out. Most famous mm. uh, would be Lloyd Kaufman of Troma and Corey Kaufman of Project Lottery. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice shout out. And you guys can all visit. And them. then, of course, uh, Andy. Uh, yes. Andy Kaufman. <laughs> World's and, best uh, female wrestler. <laughs> Women's wrestler, oh. sorry. Mm. He's not joking, Bobby. He he wrestled yeah. women. <laughs> I know. Yes, he did. I you want a really good you want to watch a really good uh, documentary about him, watch I'm from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's uh, mostly it, about his it's almost entirely about his wrestling career. It's really right. good. Him and Jerry the King Lawler started riots. Oh God. I can only imagine. Yeah, that was what eighties, early eighties. Mm-hmm. That was before my time. All right, of course. So favorite now we're on kill. favorite kill, guys. And there were, there was a lot. There was too many to keep track of in this movie. Yeah, that's when you get why. down to all the people getting mauled. I'm trying in the to streets. Think. So I'm gonna have to say favorite kill just because I think it was like like one of my favorite effects. Was the uh, head, skin, face rip? I did you like guys that. Remember that? Yeah, that was a good one. Where it was like straight from the teeth and oh. just right over the whole fucking dome piece. It looked wet. It looked nasty. Had a very moist feel to it. I'm um, gonna have to agree with John on that because that was just too goddamn gnarly. It kind of reminded me of Bill and Ted's bogus journey, actually. A little bit. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Uh, Actually, I'm for my favorite kill. I'm going to go with the ones the soldier who had the grenade in his hand, and uh, the, the 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 zombie oh. with the cleaver chopped his hand off. Oh yeah! And then he took on his own grenade and blew up. That's pretty fucked. Talk about a shitty way of going fucked. out, right? That's child play three shit right there. What uh, about the dude that gets ripped in half? Oh, that he, was there was a couple. You get to see a silhouette. Oh yeah. Wait, oh, that was the, the, the head rip, like the, the head rip silhouette too. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm, I almost so wish nice. we saw that, but the silhouette definitely was like a it, it left to be intrigued. You're like, sometimes yeah. the, the artistic right. direction's the best. I almost went with that, but I loved the, the explosion. No, I'm, I agree with John. The, the face rip that was oh, that reminds me of Chainsaw the beginning when he tears his whole skin off and it's like all nice and muscly underneath. The, the the gore in this was definitely top notch, uh, for sure. Aside from the CGI gore, yeah. So that it, it would be it wasn't it wasn't bad. I'm assuming but... you're talking about a the the pre the beheaded preacher where he had mm-hmm. his like he flung his fucking head. The idea is cool for that, but I could see why it'd be easier to pull off in CGI than animatronic. Although I mean, that that actually I feel it's still be. That I didn't mind, but there was some there was some actual CGI blood, and um, the part where it was it was close to the beginning of the film when uh, Big Daddy was holding the one zombie, he had him by the head. <clears throat> oh, and, and he was getting came through. Fell. Yeah, okay. that was pretty shitty. Ah, Big Daddy, what a great zombie! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that his fucking name, dude. You know, uh, Big Daddy always Big Daddy always makes me think of the one. Uh, Simpsons episode where they're doing the spinoffs and um, 
it was it uh principal skinner and chief wiggum got their own spinoff they ended up uh as like a buddy cop movie in they ended up like a buddy cop movie in um and not 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 uh, las vegas um but anyhow uh the, the the local crime boss was called big daddy and he kidnapped ah. ralph wiggum and they saw chief wiggum in the streets and ralph goes look big daddy there's regular daddy <laughs> it's just this really stupid thing and it it, it, it works better when you see it than me telling it uh, nice fuck yeah dude no so, no bro, it wasn't miami it was um oh shit uh was it New Orleans, New Orleans. That's where they were, Brody. New Orleans. Yeah, so it was Miami. They were New Orleans. That was it. Ah. New Orleans. So that brings us to best, best scene. scene. I mm. love the zomb like the cage zombie. When fight. the zombies come out of the water and first start going into the city, and then the ex the uh the wide shot of the city blowing up from uh, Mount Washington. Mwah. My favorites, cool stuff. Uh, the the cage the cage zombie scenes because I would have definitely have. I hope done Bobby's that. talking right now. I am. He is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> He's talking about the cage zombie scenes. He liked that. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think my favorite scene was when all the rich people were kind of backed up against the electric fence, and the zombies were coming <gasps> for them, and, and Dead Reckoning was coming yes. to save them, and they got there just a little too late. <laughs> I'm going to, con- okay, you know what? I'm going to take that scene, but continue it just to the fact of the, sh- the little bit of hope when they see Dead Reckoning shoot the fireworks and the zombies all look up and the guy's like, oh, yeah. And then they're all just like, nope, fuck you. And that, yeah, <laughs> just go- <laughs> that was that was that was definitely a f- just complete fucked moment. And the fact that that dude just kept saying he's like, we're fucked. Like, yeah, <laughs> says it like it is. You know how they say there's always that one person who said anything. Yep, that's him. <laughs> I mean, he, I could almost say the entire third act from my or TJ just said they come out of the water to like them taking all over the green, dude. Like that shit was just money all the time. Like them taking over the we want to call it the epicenter there. Or, Fitness green. Well, I'm saying like the shopping Fitness. mall area. Like they, it's not necessarily a shopping mall, but yeah. I guess that's all feathers. But all right. The upper echelon of cunts center. Ooh, so opening scene. Oh yeah. Certainly Thank hooked you. in. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, let's let's comment on that basic bitch credits. Uh, yeah. Yeah, those, those were poop town and never do that again. But the opening pan shot, like I've already said, is of yeah. the fantastic. Yes. Yeah, you get introduced to all like you said the main zombies who are going to follow throughout the movie the good guys of the zombie squad let's say who you would never think that you would say but it's true (laughs) right it's it's crazy like how much like it's interesting to like how much smarter big daddy is though in comparison to the rest of them and like but the you also don't understand how long he's been converted correct yeah but like the fact that he could just teach them a little bit and then they all start to learn right. Like, well, look how quickly Bub learned. Right. Yeah. And I mean, how many times, how many different things did uh, daddy learn on the way here? You know what I mean? Especially with the gun, the jackhammer. Like they showed it multiple times. Mm-hmm. So 
Dude's got some brains. But yeah, those credits, the, the beginning credits were shite. They're, they're bad. Yeah. That, uh, I guess it gives you like a quick catch up if you've never watched any of the fucking yeah, but I like dead ketchup. series. But yeah. yeah, you like ketchup? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, but not Remember purple kinda, ketchup? Uh, yeah. Ketchup. Green. <laughs> Green ketchup. Yeah. It's mm. weird. Catsup, was, as my grandmother calls it. Catsup. That was probably around the same time of this movie, 2005. Yeah. Good time. Probably. <laughs> that was a weird time. It was just a weird time, dude. Boomerang still existed. Yeah. So, best hits, hottest girl, best dick. Asia! Best dude. Oh, Asia, and uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Leguizamo. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I've Ever since I first saw it, I was like pretty boy. Who's that? The blonde girl that drove Dead Reckoning. Oh. Nah. Ar- Argento for me, and just because he's a douche, but he's also a legend, Mr. Hopper. Fair. He's a handsome older man. Uh, that, he is. And he, looks good, and he looks good with a goatee and without. I got to go with Leguizamo, though. Yeah, I feel like Le- Leguizamo's just going to yeah. Damn right I did. Oh, so we're kind of split down the middle. Literally. Right. You're damn right I went the sugar daddy route. I, I'm not going there. I'm asking, is Bobby going the sugar daddy oh, route? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I thought you said you were. Oh, no. Fuck that. Hey. <laughs> Absolutely. I need sugar. a sugar daddy or a sugar mama. <laughs> thing is, like, Ligozama would take care of you. I feel like Hopper, yeah. he's done with it, you're fucked. Yeah, you know what eh, I mean. Like, that's okay. got a little extra love in his eye. I'm cool. I'm right. cool with that. As long as you got his back, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'd have more than his back, but anyway. Yeah, Brody <laughs> says the big Samoan dude. Yeah, no. what the hell was his name? Pillsbury. Pillsbury. <laughs> oh, that is a great name. <laughs> There's a fucking cosplay, dude. I could do. Holy shit. Pillsbury. I'm Pillsbury from Land of the Dead. Wow, that's a fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Holy fuck. Love you, Brody. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, man. So, score. Set the mood. Score! Yeah, um, I would say it did. I mean, it fit the movie. It fit the movie really well. It's not as good as previous dead films, especially... Uh, Day of the Dead, or even oh baby, Dawn of the Dead score. Uh, those are hard to Goblin, touch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this this is nowhere close. I I, I don't remember a single track, uh, especially it's not Safari. Ooh da, ooh da da, ooh da. I can hear the drums. Exactly. Oh, that's epic. I, I gotta say. Dawn of the Dead does have to be an absolutely perfect film. So it is. Yeah. Like it's just it captures everything. It's it's so it good. We have discussed this. We know oh, it's true. Is Bobby answering? I can't tell. Let me look. Yes, yes he was he agreeing. Is. Okay. <laughs> how could his lips are moving or not? I say I hear I hear everybody fine. <laughs> we got you, Bob. You're good. We need subtitles. Yeah. Yeah, do it like Godzilla. There is oh, closed no. captions if you watch us on Facebook played back. There is. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So Oh man! So I guess that kind of NA's best song. I don't remember there being any song. I don't at all. remember any part of the soundtrack. <laughs> so far, the soundtrack credits that I can see, there's like four songs, <laughs> and none of us would know any of this shit. So yeah, NA. 
Nah, yes, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. bro. bro. <laughs> Favorite character? Uh, big Daddy. With, uh, big Daddy. Slack. I mean, uh, yeah. You know you what? I'm going with uh, Slack. Asia. He's going with. Oh, oh. Um, I can remember her name. name. Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Charlie. Robert Joy's character. Mm, good stuff. I'm going. Uh, that's funny because we're all going different routes. I'm picking Cholo. I mean, yeah, I'm, there you go. I'm picking the main. Bobby picks. This guy's been stepped on. <laughs> the guy's been stepped on so many times. He finally said, "You know what? Fuck you. You're yeah. taking. You're not going to give me what I Cholo want. I'm taking the things most precious to you." Yeah, Cholo. Cholo. Han Cholo. Cholo. He's Han Cholo. <laughs> oh my fucking a, dude. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Big Daddy Zombie because this movie. He, I was like, man, that's the first time I like looked at a zombie. I'm like, I like him. That's my zombie. Right? I think he, he liked really- him a little too much. He really screamed. Maybe he wants How to call him Big Daddy. How you doing? I say he yeah, definitely screamed out for a lot of his uh, fellow zombie losses as we went through here. He did. He so, did. He did. <laughs> See why you could feel for that. Uh, was it scary, gentlemen? I mean, uh, desensitized. When I watched like, as a kid, I didn't think it was that scary. I don't think so. Yeah. This felt more actiony. Yeah. yeah. An action film with zombies and gore. Yep. So nay, so it's kind of like is is kind of like in the Resident Evil, yeah. Which still, why the fuck did that trailer have? God damn, <laughs> God damn, sir, God damn it! Uh, does it hold up today, gentlemen? Yeah, I mean, I'd say for the most part. Yeah, I I can't yeah. say if I would want to redo it like in general. So yeah, I, mean, I would say okay. it holds up. In hindsight, okay, I'm just gonna go on a little rant. Compared to Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and some of the more metaphorical things that George Romero does with some of his plot points and plot <laughs> elements, I think that this isn't as head, it's not as direct as some of the other ones. And I don't think it utilizes uh, that so, sort of metaphorical style that he has with his writing as well. And that's mainly probably because of producers, the other people meddling in his work, where therefore the other previous work is more so him and him being able to do really do his vision within the confines of the budget that he summed up, whether that was from uh, Italy or not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that this film just kind of falls flat on the mark, mainly because of the atmosphere it was made in is the mid two thousands. And everybody knows that it was kind of a, a dull year for horror anyway. Not a lot of uh, bangers came out between 2000 and 2010, in my opinion, but that's the darkening. I've referred to that t- time period on the show before. And this film's definitely one of those victims and I think that uh, even a director like George Romero fell victim to the uh, 2000s horror problems. Yeah. Again, that's studio yeah, interference. It has did. nothing to do has nothing to do with his him as a filmmaker. I right. will say that I do like uh, the films made in Italy and, and other countries early 2000s a lot more than American films made at the same same time period. Uh, Again, same reasons. They didn't have the studio interference that we have over here. Mm-hmm. In the 2000s, it's all about you know product placement mm-hmm. and right. You got twenty different like that. fucking it's, it's commercialized. producers. That, you got twenty different producers that all one their own fucking thing on the shit, and it's just Halloween Resurrection. Ah. Yes. Yep. Ah. You know what? Uh, how about H2O. we? How about we <laughs> see this? How about this? You know what I mean? And that's if that's where the money's asking. And you know that's where it's coming from. They've got to do it. So unfortunately, well, the fact that there's different cuts of this film shows that they're meddling. So right. 
and the cuts are significantly different. I shared with you guys a link that was a cut comparison, and there's uh, as far as alternate takes and uh, up to 12 extended or added shots uh, between the cuts, and that shows you that there was intense meddling from the producers. So not, right. I'm not saying Romero's at fault here, that maybe if he had more control of this film, that maybe it would be as memorable as Dawn, Day, and Night. And, I mean, Chad, uh, we are doing Diary, correct? Yes. yes. Diary uh, is coming up August 9th, buddy. Okay. Yeah. And like I said to you guys, that one feels more in the Romero sense, even with being at camp style. It's because just, he went back to the way he used to do things. Right. Lower budget. Yes. And yeah, just, yeah. And it's not that you can't see Romero's film style in this No, it's movie. there. It's and there. It's it's right. Very it's just there. very. It's just. Muddied with, or with early yeah, it's just covered in a lot of extra shit. That yeah. Unfortunately, it's just, yeah. it's got to be hosed off. With studio but shit that was like, okay. Does it hold up today? I would say soft, yes. Yeah, very, very soft, yeah. like flaccid. Like somebody Ooh. give this guy a blue chew. So, like, I just drank way too much whiskey and this is not going to happen. Yeah, you're not getting uh, up anytime yeah. soon. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Mm. It's a sad night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Does the acting. Is the acting good or bad, gentlemen? The acting's phenomenal, especially by uh, uh, one Asia Argento. Oh, yeah. um, was she dubbed? We don't know because her English is not that good. <laughs> she has to be. She has yeah. to be. I'm sure she was. There's no, I don't think there's a way she couldn't be. I will say if she's dubbed, it was actually done very well. Right. To the not, point not that it's pieces, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the best. Are you kidding me? Uh, the Spaniards can sure dub the fucking movie. That and fucking zombie. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh. That's that's real bad. Dub. But yeah, I mean, I'd say the acting was pretty good. Yeah, I would give the acting an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Wow. Going Dennis Hopper, I'll give an eleven. He went. He dialed it up. All right. Yeah. For all Two the right purposes. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, speaking of two thumbs up, Roger Ebert actually gave this four out of five stars. Really? really? I did find that out. Yes. Huh. It was on, it's what on was the Wikipedia he... page. Huh. What was he smoking? Well, he liked it because of the whole political satire aspect right, of it, which was the, the intent of it. He got it more than we did. But yeah, he actually really enjoyed it. Okay. Right. Yeah, I like uh, Yen Dawn. <laughs> Don just does so good, especially with the way they touch on consumerism and stuff. But to each his own. Right. Not exactly. I've never been one to agree with Mr. Ebert anyway. Uh, yeah, after all, he hated Friday the 13th. Wait, was it him or the other guy that uh, that published Betsy Palmer's home address? No, it was him. Yeah, it was, was him. It? Yeah. Motherfucker. Who wants to take cinematography today? Ooh. Well, it's we've said it a few we've said it a million times already, dude. It's base two thousands shit. There's really nothing there. There's a couple cool stuff. There's there, a couple cool there, shots, right? Right. Okay. So what? And you? I think you might have uh, mentioned this before, but when the zombies are overtaking the city and yes. Hopper is looking down from his penthouse, and you see. <laughs> the intersections like blowing up yes yes i mentioned that. Like, so that was, that was a cool shot um you're, you're firing on us that's not us 
God damn right. it, they got through. Like, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. no right. Uh, <laughs> and, and just obviously any of the zombie attacks, like that shit was money because this is our fourth one in. You know what I mean? Like he knows what he's doing for that. I don't can't imagine the execs fuck that much on that part of it. But mm-hmm. I did like um, a lot of the I did like a lot of the shots where it showed the tower like from below and it's all lit up and everything just, around it is just dark. Right. And just just to feel how much more massive and like just them standing over everybody else in Roger gave Petri. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Although That's I can't understand thing. I can't understand why they didn't why people didn't just move into the other buildings around it. It was they were empty. They were dark. Huh. Right. <laughs> no power. If there's yeah, I mean, power to the if they had power to the drawbridge, they could have had power to at least one other building. Fair enough. He's got a point there. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't have too much to think of any other like, uh, like I think John said it best. Early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, with a few good things. It, it feels like it could have been almost rated to DVD. In some times, it did feel like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, um. So that's why I asked when you saw this in theater, like. How was that experience? You know what I mean? Just because that could change the whole vibe of it. That can make it a lot better. Um, I don't know, man. I can't think. Personally, I can't think of any other shots besides those ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. meh. It's a. It's it's not your typical. Uh, yeah. This. Yeah. It's it's it is actually it is your typical two thousands film, and that's the problem with it. So we'll right. say that. Yeah. That's all I can really say is it's a product of its time. There's a there's a handful of shots we like. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, or that's Romero esque. But it's it's definitely it's not on board, and it's not the same crew as he had before. So it's it definitely looks and feels completely different. So premise boys, I think we've talked about it for the last hour, and uh, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, we all like this premise. It's very similar to other mm-hmm. Romero plots, but uh, definitely yeah. Hollywooded up here. It, oh yeah, it, it's <laughs> the continuation of the series perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if it was smaller in scope, I think it could have been done better in a more clever way. Uh, I think that if the writing was stronger, the film could be a better way. It's just it's the way it was presented and the time it came out. Right, just spend more budget on Hopper. Story's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Less less budget on Hopper, more budget on uh, everything else. I don't know. Lights, on the, lights. Camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair. No, yeah, this that would have been nice. This is two thousand five. Dark, yep. dark times. Darkening. Uh, Make this movie ten years after. It'll be okay. Oh, I think yeah, two thousand eleven and up. Mm. Well, what was Dire Dire of the Dead was two thousand eleven, I believe, right? Or is that two thousand nine? Uh, I think it's two thousand nine. So it was still in that period at the very tail end of it. Well, it was right at the beginning of the found footage craze. So yeah. 2007, oh, yeah, actually. Oh, was it wow. really? Wow. Two years after this fucking... Holy shit. Huh. Hey, recycle, yep. rewind, or remake. See, I'm going to rewind, but, yeah. Not, yeah. But, but not too much. <laughs> Once <laughs> every five years. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. This isn't done. I'd re- I'd rewind it, but definitely not something with I would think of a monthly thing. No, I can think of a lot of other worse zombie movies than this, so it's a definite rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'll tell you, it's, it was it was good enough because I wanted I I ordered the Scream Factory Blu-ray. It was on sale. It's only seventeen ninety nine, and I just want to see all the extra, yes. all the new interviews and stuff that they have. Word, nice. And with Dream of the Dead on there uh, with a little bit of stuff, it'd be cool to see what the fuck that is, and then we can yeah. talk about it another time. Yeah, so yeah. somebody's gonna have to tell me about Bobby's uh, score, whatever the fuck that ends up being. So all John, right. start us off. Um. I'm going to give this a 3.4. Chad? Uh, I'm actually going to go just slightly lower and go 3.2. What's Bobby's? I'm, I'm sticking with Chad at 3.2. Bobby's at 3.2. He's at 3.2. I'm going to give it a 3.8. Oh, wow. Too high. That's a score of 3.4. Oh, yeah. I think that's. I think that's. I would say that's fair. Three, oh, four hey. out of five. Four. Hey, what? What's it? What was the final score of Alien Three? By the way, three eight. Three eight. Nice. Which very you, fair. I, I feel very fair on that. Yeah. Very fair. Oh yeah. If we watch the theatrical version, probably a little lower. Yes. Mm, way lower. But I'm sad you weren't there for that one, dude, because I know you definitely Not as sad as I am, because I was really looking forward to it. Chad misses all the Aliens episodes. He's got a lot of time. That's the only one one I missed. I thought you missed Aliens. Nah, he was was on here for Aliens. Steve was with us because I made a shitty Vasquez joke. No, 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 no. Uh, I was there for Aliens. I think John wasn't there. No, I was there because I was in the fucking Vasquez bandana and the fucking beater. I know I was Was I not here for Aliens then? You you haven't I talked so. about Xenomorph since the first film. I think you were here for the first one. I think you missed out on Alien because the first one was yeah. our first live stream because I did a a warning thing and <laughs> yeah. for the first oh, few yeah, minutes. Yeah. I forgot to turn off the alarm. Yeah, because uh, Bobby wasn't there for it. <laughs> yeah, because Bobby messaged us saying, uh, "You guys know you have an alarm going off over yeah. top of you." Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, the Nostromo was gonna fucking blow up, and we were, t- we were fucking chit chatting about our weeks. <laughs> we got hung up at the, co- the water cooler. Yeah. So next right. week, guys, what do we got? The Legend of Hell House. The Legend Chad of Daddy Hell Dick. House. That is a yeah. 1973 film, if I remember correctly. Correct. It is. Yes. You can find that on uh, Apple, Voodoo, Amazon, all that good shebang. Is it uh, on Shutter? I that I did that. not check. No, Boss I man, didn't. I could give it. I didn't see it when I was on there earlier today, but I wasn't looking for it either. I will be on vacation next week, but I should still be attending Goran Moore. Uh, yeah, so that will be fun. <laughs> My backdrop, I won't be as well lit and everything. Well, maybe I will be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll we'll see how things go next week but we'll definitely get content out to you guys and of course you know where to fucking find it and you can find it on the best goddamn website around and that's projectlouder.net your source for pop culture and so much more and you can find other great podcasts such as the big bad beetle bros podcast fatality immortal combat retrospective ghoulies unflushed and an unofficial official podcast for ghoulies the tj bowser power hour wrestling ruin where they discuss the worst years of wrestling rabbit hole lights camera exploit Tayshion the Machine Shop, hosted by our very own Bobby Amon. Wicked Wednesday, hosted by Tisa Wicked. 
And I think so that's much. about all of them. There's so much content. You can find that on anywhere you listen to audio only content. And also go follow us on YouTube and Twitch at Project Louder. This is your host with the motherfucking most TJ Bowser, the lady arouser signing off. This is your Chad daddy, the Chad saying, I'll see you next week, bitches. This is Big Johnny D signing out. This is your killing, this is your killing machine, Bobby Moan saying, I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> 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 <laughs>